0: The S&P entered bear market territory last week for the first time since 2020, raising even more concern of whether we're headed for a recession. But while that might make some a little nervous, it certainly would not be the first time we've seen such a decline. So what can history tell us? That's what we're going to explore today on the Mach 1 Market Moment. Welcome to the Mach One Market Moment, where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. A quick reminder that the hosts of the show are employees of Mach One Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach One Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. We upload a brand new podcast every Thursday, so be sure to subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode also follow us on all of our social media platforms we are mach1 financial group on twitter facebook linkedin and youtube
1: if you have a question you want us to answer here on the podcast just send an email to podcast at mach1fg.com if you want to learn more about your financial future you can schedule a free consultation with any of our advisors here at mach1 with absolutely no obligation Just head to Mach1FG.com
0: for more information. Hello and welcome to the Mach1 Market Moment episode 103. This is Eli Freeman speaking. I'm here with CEO of Mach1, David Lee, and COO, Matt Walters. And today, our goal is to put a little historical perspective on the downturn that's going on this year. After the S&P briefly entered a bear market last week, it's easy to understand why a lot of investors out there are uneasy with current numbers. Here's a summary from the last week, PBS NewsHour.
2: The financial markets closed out this week with yet another head-spinning day, with one of the main indexes, the S&P 500, plunging for almost three hours into bear market territory, signifying a drop of 20% or more from its prior record. For its part, the Dow Jones Industrial Average lost ground for the 8th straight week, the first time that's happened in decades. The tech heavy Nasdaq is already in a bear market. That index and the S&P 500 saw their longest streak of weekly losses since 2001.
0: So while those numbers may seem scary, we want to keep everything in perspective. Look at the big picture. Because we've seen a bear market before, we've seen corrections before, and we've seen recessions before. So today we want to go over each of these terms, what they actually mean, what the threshold of returns need to be for them, and how often we've seen them in the past. So let's start with a correction. Matt, what is a correction? Yeah, so a correction when you hear the you know a correction has happened or
1: we've, we the stock market's gone through a correction, all that means is that the that stock or that index, whatever someone is referring to, it has gone down 10% from its most recent high, right? So it dropped 10% from its most recent high. You see that and I think it's it's important to keep in mind that there are stocks at all times, even in the middle of a bull market, individual stocks that go into correction, that have a correction, right that go up and down 5, 10, 20 percent at all times. What what's concerning and what people re, when people really start to to care is when the indexes right go into correction because there's so many stocks that are that are selling off it's starting to have an impact on the indexes as a whole and so we've obviously seen that it's pretty common we'll get into how kind
0: of exactly how common it is but that's what a correction is it means you drop ten percent mm-hmm. and and this is something. We we pulled up some statistics here and a correction is something that we're gonna see on average just about every two years. If you go back to since the market was incepted back in the nineteen hundreds and you look at ten percent corrections in the market, we see those about every other year. It's it's a it's a normal thing. It's it we see it consistently. Now, let's move towards bear market. So a lot we said bear market in the introduction. You, you may, if you watch the news too much or you're watching the news in the morning and they're talking about the stock market, they're saying bear market. David, what, what is a bear market?
2: Bear market is typically defined as uh, a correction, if you will, that's down more than 20%, right? So right. like Matt said, a correction is being down more than 10 where the major indices are down more than 10% off their high up to really up to off 20% once it goes you know beyond 20% it's technically defined as a bear market. And so why do they you know I think this is worth mentioning here for, for kind of the, for trivia trivia reasons, you know, why do they call it a bear market? Well, because of the way a bear attacks, right? It kind of swipes down with its paw. And whereas a bull a bull kind of attacks by moving its horns in an upward direction. In fact, if you look at the, if you've ever seen pictures or if you've ever been to New York City and you've seen pictures of the the, uh, the bull on Wall Street, it's attacking with its horns moving up. So anyway, that's your trivia for the day. That's mm-hmm. why they call it a bear market. So to answer your question, it's a market that's down more than 20%, an index that's down more than 20% off its high.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, something I think keep worth like noting or keeping in mind is like these are all, right, we... Humans define these, and I know that <laughs> may sound, but yeah. you know, you could be down 19.9% off the high, and the headline never actually reads, yeah. We're in a bear market, right? And it could tip over and go to 20%, and all of a sudden, immediately, you'll see red letters across the top of the page. You even entered into a bear market, right? And it's like things have literally not gotten yeah. like Hardly, yeah, hardly any worse, any worse yeah. But now it's like made all the headlines, and so it. I don't say that trying to paint a pretty picture of like bear markets are fine or they're fun or. The, but it. It's worth noting that, you, you have to look at the actual data and the percentages, right? Because sometimes the headlines and what they say can be a lot more um, fear. You know, can
0: create a lot more fear than maybe what they should. Mm-hmm. And that's an important thing that we've spoken about in past episodes. Is the news isn't out there to tell you all of the great news? There's, there's, there's some shows going out now of individuals who try and find good news because they're wanting to offset how bad yeah. the news reports actually are.
2: Well, the news is a business like any other business, right? They're tr- they're in business to make money. They're trying to make more revenue. They do that in the news business by attracting more eyeballs to watch their. Um, their show, their Mm -hmm. news show, right? So they can sell more advertising based on higher ratings. And the unfortunate truth about human nature is that bad news sells a heck of a lot more than good news does. Yeah,
1: I mean, every night is breaking news. There was a joke on the, um, on, I forget what it was, but one of the, balls or dinners that they roast like Biden and the president and all, i forget what they call that. But well, a guy made a joke about to, about CNN and said, Hey CNN, I think your breaking news button is broken. It's like every, it's like every it's night it's button. like breaking news, red letters, you know? And it just goes to reiterate the point. It's like, yeah, there's not breaking news every day. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, but there, the, all of the news outlets are going to obviously jump on as soon as we hit that metric 20% down. And they did it with the S and P 500, you know, Bam, we're in bear, you know, bear market, and kind of rush to rush to write all the articles and the headlines. And so, I think it's worth noting. Just looking at that doesn't matter if you still have your plan in place, if you're still on track to accomplish your goals. Like the headlines don't necessarily impact that in any
0: way at all. Mm -hmm. So, so a correction is ten percent down from a recent high, right? And that's on any index or any individual stock. Yeah. Then, then bear market is twenty percent down. Well. Then there's the the final term that we throw, a recession. David, Matt, do either of you want to talk about what a recession actually is?
2: Yeah, re- recession. So here's where we start to um, kind of delve off into what's the market versus what's the economy. Right. So the true definition of a recession is two consecutive quarters of contracting or negative GDP. Right. So that's the real economy. Right. How, how is is the real economy growing or shrinking, right? If you have two consecutive quarters where the economy is contracting or shrinking, that is the textbook definition of a recession. Uh, I think a lot of times people confuse what the market is doing with what the economy is doing. But one thing to understand is that typically, almost always, the market will, will go into a correction or a bear market oftentimes before the actual economy is into a recession. And the opposite is also true. The market Will typically come out of a bear market, transitioning back into a bull market before the real economy is out of recession.
1: Right. Yeah. And it's it's interesting. We start looking at how common these things are. Right. How common a recession happens, or how a, And uh, Hager pulled together some good numbers for us from Yardini Research that, that shows, you know, from 19, going back to 1928, from a from a bear market standpoint. So the number of times we've actually been in a bear market, it's happened 21 times. And that's over less than a 100-year history, right? So every you just do the math. It's like every five yeah. years, historically, we should be entering into a bear market. And if we don't, then it's kind of like the whole, you know, you hear it sometimes like, well, we're overdue. Yeah. Right? Because you're always going to revert back to the mean. So every four, five, six, seven years, you kind of just expect we should probably have a 20% decline or more. Um, and then recessions, which like you reiterated, David, you know, bear markets are the stock market, recessions are the economy. Recessions... We've had quite a few of those as well. They typically last nine months. It um, typically only takes another four to five years until we might enter into the next recession, just hist- on a historical average. So yeah. there there's always there's a lot of reasons to be fearful, right? It's easy to it's, fear things. It's, it's easier
2: un- to be fearful than hopeful. 100%, yeah. That's why there's so many verses in the Bible about fearing not. And, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's
1: it's human nature to yeah. want to be fearful and yeah. then want to take action yeah. because of that fear yeah. right and so i think oftentimes especially when it's when we're talking about our money and being invested the hardest thing is to be optimistic yeah um and so especially when we're in the middle of yeah. like what we're going through right yeah. now yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: and one of the easiest things to do for your feelings when when you are fearful is to take action so maybe maybe your accounts are down and you're you're in that 20% the the bear market and the action that you think is best is well let's go let's go towards safety and, and you move your stocks, you allocate towards cash, well then you're never gonna experience the the upturns in the market. I, I saw a statistic as I was prepping for this podcast that half of the S P five hundred's best days in the last twenty years occurred during a bear market. Yeah. And so if you're missing those best days during the bear market, you're missing a drastic amount a of, point. of upside potential if you move towards cash. And you may feel better that you took action, but in reality, all you did was was hurt your overall portfolio return.
2: Yeah. The other thing to keep in mind, I kind of alluded to this earlier when we were talking about the difference between the stock market versus the real economy. And I said that, you know, the the market typically starts coming out. Of the bear market transitioning back to a bull, while the real economy is still in recession, that's one of the things that also makes it so dangerous to make the decision to say, "Well, that's it." You know, you, people can naturally go to fear and think, "I'm down 15." I mean, I can't tell you the number of times I've heard this the last several months. I'm down 15 percent in the last three months. At this rate, I'll be out of money. We'll be at zero by the end of the year. Well, that's frankly crazy. I mean, markets don't asset levels don't go to zero. Then, I mean. I can't say that they're, it's not going to continue to go down from here, but markets don't go to zero. That means the entire economy has cratered and no longer exists. So it's irrational to say, well, you know, I'm going to run out of money in, at, by the end of the year at this pace. Um, and the dangerous thing, the reason why it can be dangerous to go to cash is because, um, because markets do come out while the economy is still in recession, which means what? The real economy feels like things are just awful, right? When the market is actually tending to transition back to a bull, yeah. And so it can feel. In fact, they say when markets are climbing out of a out of a bear market, the market climbs a wall of worry. You might have heard that yep. before, because everybody's worried that oh man, things are things look dismal, and yet the economy, or yet see I almost did it. <laughs> yet the stock market is starting to yeah, climb out. The of stock this-
1: market. The market's always trying to is forward looking, right? And so I mentioned it earlier, I was listening to a podcast on the way to work today and they were talking about how on average like the stock market is 6 to 9 months ahead of go, like the re- a recession, like yep. going into a recession. And so by the time the economy bottoms, typically the market's already bounced. Yes. And is headed back up in the right direction. And mm-hmm. so if a lot of people out there feel and we've seen I know you've heard it like they the economy's going to get worse. Right. And, yeah. you know, interest rates are going to go up. The consumer's not going to be. And I think all those things could absolutely be true. And yeah. the economy could get in a tougher and tougher spot. And the market could go down from here. Yeah. But what I do feel really good, of, I think, optimistic about is that I think the market's already out ahead of the economy. And so I think the market, again, will bottom before the economy does. And I was looking at some of these numbers, you know, going back through. You know, uh, a big market event that was very, very negative was the early 2000s, right? The dot-com yes. bust. The NASDAQ was down like 85% <laughs> peak to Gosh. drop, which is just hard to wrap our heads around. Yeah. When I was comparing that to the recession numbers, the the economic numbers that we have here, you know, GDP contraction during that time period was negative 0.3% and lasted eight months. And the S&P 500 dropped 50%, <laughs> right? And so you can go back through here, like, the are The market could drop a lot more and the economy could stay fine. The economy could get a lot worse and the market might ride through it just fine. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not directly perfectly matched up. And so I think you just have to keep that in mind because you can't you can't say, you know, one plus one always equals two when it comes to the market and the
2: economy. That's right.
1: Inflation can go up. The economy could get worse. And it doesn't mean the stock market's going to zero. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's right. And, you know, we we get it, right? I mean, you, you look at the news, and again, I think that's one of the worst things you can do when you're a long-term investor sometimes when markets are like this. But you look at the news and you see, you know, depending on your political persuasion, you see uh, the national leadership seemingly actually making things worse with every decision, not better, and seemingly not to care about it. And you look at inflation and you look at, the border and you look at all these things that they talk about on the news and you think there is no end in sight to the trouble, right? right? And so naturally you tend to go to fear and think, well, it is gonna go to zero. I gotta stop the bleeding and, and at least you know, get out what I can. Mm-hmm. But I mean, history, time has shown, I don't know how many times, but over and over and over and over again, that that is the wrong thing to do. The other thing that's wrong to do is to tell yourself this time it's different. Yeah, but I know in the pre- in the past it's always, you know, done this, but this time it's different because Joe Biden's never been president before, or we've never had this kind of, or we've never seen, you know, the market drop this many weeks in a row since 1921 or whatever it is. So there's always going to be reasons why people can convince themselves that this time it's different, but...
0: I would liken that to going to the doctor for a common cold just about every two years and the doctor telling you that you have a common cold and you, and emphasizing, no, this time I have a life-threatening disease. I know I have the symptoms that are that are all similar to a common cold, but this time I have a life-threatening disease. Well, no, you don't, and, and you don't need to take action like you have a life-threatening disease. These are things that the doctor has seen. These are things that we have seen in the market, and it... it it doesn't need to be an overreaction or you don't need to take corrective action right now unless you don't have what we've talked about in the previous episodes of, of cash reserves or you're not positioned correctly w- within your ba- your personal balance sheet. But it, let's, let's wrap a bow on this. So it, a correction is 10% down, a bear market is 20% down, and a recession has to do with gross domestic product or the overall economy. There's a, there's an interesting thought and one that we talked about before this podcast is what about young investors, young investors look at this and they're seeing this 20% drop people like myself yep. and, and we haven't experienced the feelings or, or seen what's actually happened in 2008 or right. 2000 we're, we were young when that happened. Have you guys had any experience with, with helping people through that?
2: Well yeah, I mean, I, the the thing to remember, you know, if you're if you're young, this is very likely the very first time where you've s- seen the market go down um, you know, 20% or even more significantly more than 10% over a sustained period of time. We saw it in March of 2020, right? But in March of 2020, the market dropped about 34% from peak to trough, but by the time people got their monthly statements, it was already coming out of it. So, um so this is the first time where for for any any young person, or it doesn't even have to be a young person. It could be just any investor. If you've if you've not been investing for you know since two thousand eight, if you if uh, if this is then this this could be the first down market that you've ever seen. Also, regardless of your age, and so it can make you think that oh my gosh, the sky is falling. This is not right. This is not the way it's supposed to work. But history shows us, like we've talked here today. That this is exactly how it has worked over time. And, and I will tell you, and we can talk briefly about this before we wrap up, but recessions or market corrections or bear markets are not only a fact of life if you're going to be an, a long-time investor, they're actually healthy and productive for a market and an economy to go through.
1: Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, correct markets that correct, markets that um, stay healthy – it, I mean, it's good all around, right? I mean, it's like anything that gets too out of hand. If something just went straight up forever,
2: like it's not, and that's part of why we're seeing what we're doing right now. We had a market that's gone, yeah, almost straight up it. for a really long time, mm-hmm. and and so what happens is you get bubbles, right? Right, that develop when you do that.
1: And I, I encourage people to go back and look at, you know, if you say you set a plan in place, you're nearing retirement, you retired or whatever, you had a plan in place that you you know put in effect four, five, six, seven, eight years ago right you've been I almost guarantee you've been ahead of the plan yep. for the last four, five six seven eight years yep right and if you look at your your most recent performance, you look at whoever you are and I don't really, really even care how you're invested because this is probably true almost across the board. you've probably given up the last year to two worth of gains and with the recent pullback right, right? Yep. depending yep. on how you're invested. well if you went into this well ahead of schedule based on your original plan, Then, worst case, you might be back at the mean.
2: Yeah, back on schedule. Back on schedule, or maybe even still a little bit ahead. A lot of
1: people, like clients that I've been, where they're still still ahead of schedule. like they're not ahead as far as ahead as they were, but they're still. So, like, keep those things in. Like, (laughs) look at those things. Right, we were. We, you were. When I say we, like, as investors, we were ahead of where we ever expected or should have reasonably thought we would be right? Yeah, From a that's performance right. standpoint. That's right. So now because we're lower than we were six months ago, it doesn't mean all heck is breaking loose and, you know, just everything's going to crap.
0: <laughs> I mean, it,
1: it doesn't. And so it's, it's keep perspective of, you know, just what's going on and, and what it means for you. And, you know, if you're, if you're overly worried about it, you
0: maybe shouldn't have as much money in the stock market to put a bow on all of this. There, there's no need to run around yelling that the sky is falling and take action right if you have a plan in place and hopefully you do then then now is not the time to, to be taking. Action. We we've broken it down here in this podcast. If you want to hear our thoughts on the market and things that are going on, that we have more podcasts. If you go back through our through our podcast, and we have different things that we we talk about on how the market's positioned now and what our thoughts are going forward. So, if you want to learn more, go back and listen to some recent episodes. But Matt, I think you had our thought of the day for today.
1: Yeah, I've got a quick thought of the day. So this is from Peter Lynch. A lot of people um, probably know who that is, but. He said, you need to know the market's going to go down sometimes. If you're not ready for that, you shouldn't own stocks. And it's good when it happens. And what he means by that, right, is when it's good when it happens is what we were just talking about. It's good when asset prices and things revert back to the mean. That That's not a big negative thing, right? That just means that things are healthy. still healthy. That's how we expected. That's why we built the model the way we built it, right? And." That's um, why you don't assume a 12% rate of return annualized yeah, when you right. built the financial plan. That's a great point. Right? And yeah. so, so, that's, um, so anyway, so again, Peter Lynch, you need to know the market's going to go down sometimes. If you're not ready for that, you shouldn't own stocks and understand that it's good when it happens. And so it's hard to do that. But I encourage everybody to kind of stay the course, educate yourself, ask questions, and if you have a good plan, then
0: stick to it. So thank you for listening to to today's podcast. We look forward to you joining in and listening to us next week on the Mach 1 Market Moment. specific situation. For full disclosures, please visit wwwmock onefinancialcom slash disclosures.